Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update podcast for February 14th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. Happy Valentine's Day from all of us at JLN. It's a good day to love your neighbor as yourself and everyone else too. As promised, we have the first video from the Open Out Cry Traders History Project series, Robert Lothian shot in Singapore. This one with Marcus Goy, the CEO of Orient Futures International. The Washington Post reports the CDC is set to update its guidelines, signaling a positive shift in the management of COVID-19. Individuals testing positive for the virus will no longer be required to isolate for five days, aligning with strategies to prevent the spread of flu and RSV. This adjustment marks a significant change since 2021 and reflects a more nuanced approach to pandemic management. Bar Chart announced strategic updates to its executive leadership team, appointing Mike Ehrenberg as Chief Technology Officer, Chris Harrison as Chief Product Officer, and Colleen Shireen as Chief Marketing Officer, and Andrew Ward as Head of Commodity Sales. The latest episode of Office Hours with Gary Gensler is titled AI Investors, Issuers, and the Markets. After the Watergate crisis brought down President Richard Nixon, it seemed like every new political scandal had the word gate at the end of it. Add washing to the list of terms being used to describe firms hyping up something, as in greenwashing in ESG. Now we have AI washing, according to a CNN story titled Beware Misleading AI Hype and A-Washing, SEC Chair Warrens. In January, LME Scrap CFR Turkey Platts experienced record-breaking volumes with a total of 1,112,040 tons traded. This surpassed the previous record of 1,086,710 tons set in February 2023, the LME reported on LinkedIn. Robert Grum announced on LinkedIn that his boutique brokerage operation on the SIBO, which launched during the COVID pandemic, has successfully completed its third year in operation. Alongside partners Adrian Valasquez and Joe Landy, SRT emerged as the top open outcry broker in SPY and QQQ for 2023 handling more than 25% of SPY open outcry volume and over 35% of QQQ open outcry volume on the CBOE. While the CRT SPX group manages SPX, the group also covers all other SIBO pits, including ETFs, equities, and other index products such as RUT and VIX. In total, SRT executed over 25 million contracts in 2023 and anticipates further growth in 2024. CloudQuant has published a new white paper titled Outperforming the Market with Measures of Deceptive 
and truthful language in regulatory filings that reveals how deceptive and truths DNT core and mDNA datasets can significantly forecast excess returns across various holding periods. The white paper requires submission of contact information to receive it. Here are some more data on anecdotal stories I've heard over my career about women being better traders than men. According to a Bloomberg story citing Euroclear data, Swedish women saw their domestic stock portfolios outperform those by men by almost 50% last year. However, Euroclear did say men have tended to outperform since it started tracking data in 2016. But as more women started trading stocks, the numbers have shifted. I guess this is just more anecdotal evidence. CFTC Commissioner Kristen Johnson will deliver the keynote address at the New York City Bar Emerging Technologies Symposium on Friday, February 23rd, 2024, from 12.30 p.m. to 1.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The House of Representatives seat that George Santos held before he resigned was won in a special election by Democrat Tom Susie, who beat Mazi Pillip, Bloomberg reports. Pillip had beaten STA's Jim Toes, who was running for the seat. Farmers in India are amassing 25,000 tractors for a march on Delhi in a protest to demand guaranteed crop prices and loan waivers to ease cost pressures, Bloomberg reported. Meanwhile, in the U.S., the number of farms is shrinking as growers are getting older and producing crops gets more expensive. The number of farms in the U.S. has dropped 6.9% from five years ago and is the lowest number since 1992, according to data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Census of Agriculture, released on Tuesday. The total acreage used in farms dropped by about 2.2%, Bloomberg reported. Adrian Murr shared on LinkedIn that she is starting a new position as Chief Executive Officer of Avenir. Murr is a former chair and board member of Women in Listed Derivatives. A study published on Nature.com titled Globally Representative Evidence on Actual and Perceived Support for Climate Action by Peter Andre, Tudora Boniva, Felix Chapra, and Armin Falk interviewed nearly 130,000 individuals across 125 countries. The findings reveal widespread backing for climate action. Notably, 69% of the global population is willing to allocate 1% of their personal income, 86% endorse pro-climate social norms, and 89% demand intensified political action. In addition, countries facing heightened vulnerability to climate change exhibit notably high levels of willingness to contribute. View the study with a link in today's newsletter. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were Retail Traders Are Losing Billions in India's Booming Options Market from Bloomberg via Yahoo Finance. The second story is Trading Out of the Money in Zero DTE from Tasty Live. The third story is Bitcoin Options Show Traders Setting Sights on New Record High from Bloomberg. 
Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's the Open Outcry Traders History Project story. From Open Outcry to Electronic Evolution, Insights from Marcus Goy, CEO of Orient Futures International. In an Open Outcry Traders History Project interview conducted in Singapore during the FIA Asia Week, Marcus Goy, Managing Director and CEO of Orient Futures International, shared his career journey and insights into the evolution of electronic trading. The interview took place at SGX's office with Robert Lothian from John Lothian News conducting the interview. You can watch this video on johnlothiannews.com. Here's a story from Bloomberg. The headline, a clerical error in Lyft outlook triggered 67% stock jump. It was, without a doubt, a strong earnings report. Lyft Inc. projected adjusted earnings as much as 11% higher than analyst estimates and reported bookings ahead of expectations. And then there was the outlook for profitability. Margins, the ride-hailing provider said in an initial press release Tuesday, were set to expand this year by an eye-watering 500 basis points. Shares surged, jumping 67% in after-hours trading. My comment, I hate typos. Here's a story from CNN. The headline, Disneyland's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy want to join a union. Disneyland employees who perform as various Disney characters in the theme park are seeking to join the Actors Equity Association, which represents everything from actors on Broadway to strippers in Los Angeles. The union is seeking to represent the 17,000 Disneyland employees in the characters and parades department at the park. It said after three days of collecting cards signed by employees, it already has more than the 30% support needed to file for a representation vote with the National Labor's Relation Board, which oversees such elections. But it said it was waiting until it has the support of at least 60% before filing for such a vote or seeking voluntary recognition of the union by Disney. My comment, who would want to join a Mickey Mouse union? Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, how financial engineering can help Europe go green. The EU wants to provide renewable energy producers and electricity consumers with a hedge against volatile prices. It's a good idea if properly designed. The European Union is betting that a bit of financial engineering can help attract trillions in much-needed green investment while shielding consumers from the kind of price surges that slammed the region after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's a great idea with only one problem. The financial derivative in question, as currently designed, will misdirect those investments and make prices even more volatile than they are already. My comment, the word of the day is disequilibrium. Here's another story, this one from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, the small university endowment that is beating the Ivy League, Baylor jumps on big market moves to boost returns. 
Baylor has traded its way to the top of the university endowment performance rankings. Many universities allocate their money among different assets and adjust periodically. Baylor, led by a former trader, seizes on market moves frequently to boost or cut exposure to its managers. The only thing I'm doing is what the market tells me to do. If the market goes up, we take some money back. If the market goes down, we give it money, said investment chief David Moreland. It is Finance 101. My comment. The Baylor Bears sticking it to the Wall Street Bulls. Here are the top three stories from Tuesday's JLN. Our top story Tuesday was, Watch out! There's a new short volatility gone too far trade in town from Bloomberg. Second was also from Bloomberg. Retail traders are losing billions in India's booming options market. Third was the 2024 edition of Modern Luxury's Date Book Atlanta, which features former U.S. Senator Kelly Leffler. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from the Financial Times. The headline, CME cashes in on interest rate uncertainty as annual revenues hit $5.6 billion. CME, the world's biggest derivatives exchange, reported record results on Wednesday, boosted by heightened uncertainty around the direction of global interest rates. Traders use CME interest rate products to hedge market risks as they navigate the direction of monetary policy. Revenues at the Chicago-based exchange group hit $5.6 billion in 2023, up 11% compared with the year before. Its net income hit $3.2 billion, a 20% rise versus 2022. Here's another story, this one from the Financial Times. The headline, EU scales back ambitions for post-Brexit clearing land grab. Opposition from banks and asset managers and Franco-German tensions seen as undermining early plans. EU plans to funnel derivatives trades through its own markets are unlikely to wrest a significant slice of the lucrative clearing business away from the city of London after a climb down by the bloc's lawmakers, according to analysts and people involved with the negotiations. Here's another story, this one from the Financial Times. The headline, Lessons from Last Autumn's CCP Fire Drill. Standardize this. Last November, global regulators and clearinghouses wargamed the collapse of a major financial institution to see how they and their members would manage the default. This is a classic dull but very important issue that rarely gets the attention it should because a lot of people understandably lose the will to live as soon as you start talking about financial plumbing. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News daily podcast update. Please spread the word about our podcasts among your friends. We would greatly appreciate it if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform on which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email yet, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated. With respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. 
Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian. Thank you.